Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today, coming at you live, hopefully for the last few episodes, coming at you live from my guest bedroom slash home, That Sounds Fun podcast studio. Hope you're doing well, doing the same at your house, staying safe and staying healthy. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torin Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his new album, Citizen of Heaven. Hey, today we are partnering with International Justice Mission. You've been hearing them in the mornings as well on the TSF quarantine episode. IJM is the largest anti-slavery organization in the world, and they work to rescue people out of slavery and sex trafficking and walk with survivors until they are restored and thriving in freedom. IJM is doing the best job sharing stories of hope. And today I get to tell you one of those real quick. This one's from Guatemala, where IJM has been working for years to combat domestic and sexual violence against women and children. Jacqueline is a young woman who was sexually abused by her own father. And when her mother found out, she risked her life to tell the authorities what was happening. IJM took her case as she bravely decided to testify in court, which ultimately helped secure a strong conviction against her abuser. And because of her strength, as well as IJM's intervention, Jacqueline is safe and dreaming of a future today. She's continued her studies, graduated from high school, and now more than a decade later after her abuse ended, she has a beautiful son of her own and wants to become a lawyer. I mean, it's just amazing. You can help too, just like Jacqueline. She is living in freedom today because people like you sent IJM to rescue her. And now she is becoming a lawyer to show that justice is possible for other people like her. It's amazing. Head to IJM.org slash be a hero and join IJM as a freedom partner. Freedom partners send monthly gifts to IJM and make it possible for IJM to show up for children and families in slavery around the world every day. Give hope as a freedom partner today at IJM.org slash be a hero. And now let's talk about today's episode. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about relationships. And so we're doing it today with my buddy, Pastor Michael Todd. His new book, Relationship Goals, releases this week, and it is good, y'all. It is really, really good. I do want to give a little mini BFF warning that we talk uh, for a significant amount of time about mm, all the parts of being married. You with me on all the parts of being married? So you just may want to listen as a grown up by yourself before you listen with my mini BFFs. I don't want to start a conversation you don't want to have. <laughs> for all my single friends out there, you're going to love this one. For all my married friends, you're going to love this one. And you are all going to want this book. Here is my conversation with Pastor Michael Todd. Okay, listen, Michael Todd, we got to talk about a single person being in quarantine. You're my relationship expert coming on here. Hey, I'm ready for it. This is about to be the best conversation ever. (laughs) That's my plan. I'm into that. How, what are you saying to your single friends right now who are quarantined alone? Man, I think this honestly, depending on perspective, and I want to help people's perspective, I think this is the gift that some people needed Mm. grace to be able to grow. And I think that so many times in relationships, because our relationships are everywhere, they're all around us. We want them to flourish and all uh, those other things that many times we force what has to be cultivated. And um, you're going to do this, aren't you? You're going to drop lines like that. And it's going to, You're going to get me to yelling over here, Michael Todd. I'm just saying that there are many times that people are trying to force what has to be cultivated. And a lot of what ends up happening is we don't have the time and the space to cultivate without it being judged, without Mm -hmm. it being always put on display, without it being on Instagram, without it being in a constant position of proving itself. And a lot of people think like, oh, I'm saying I don't want to be in quarantine and this, that and the third. It honestly may be the best time for you to go into a cocoon and come out flying, be a butterfly Mm -hmm. instead of seeing it as a place where you're isolated and you're by yourself. But I got so much to say about it. I don't know if that helps you a little bit. Yeah, I want you to say all the things about it, because even I mean. Truly, I I said to our my friend Gabe Lyons yesterday, I think you know Gabe, Gabe and I were talking about this, and I just said, 
all the cool parts about being like an independent woman who lives by herself, I'm seeing all the shadow sides of it being in my house alone for 40 days. Yeah. And it's rough and it's tough because what you're doing is you're having to fall in love and figure out you. Mm-hmm. Yes, your book talks about it. Your book talks about this part of singleness is falling in love with yourself. Well, the whole thing that I talk about is before the person. And I, I take it from this concept that before God gave Eve to Adam, before they were in a relationship, he Adam already had some things that God had specifically given to him. He had given him a place. He had given him a, a, a position, what he was supposed to be doing. He had, he had already given him some things. And a lot of times we try to not, we try to fulfill and put a person in a place with the things that only God can give you. And right. it, it, it's one of those things that's really kind of um, scary because most people don't stay still long enough to actually figure themselves out. And me is ugly and me knows everything about me and me uh, like I can't hide who I really am. Like when I snuck in and I said I'm on a no carb diet, but I did eat that half gallon of ice cream last night. Like (laughs) You can't hide from you. You can't Instagram yourself. You can't do that. And so a lot of times it's very difficult for people to stay still long enough and keep the light on them for God to Mm. show them them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first thing about it. Like when you said the shadows of being single, what that really is, is more of a reflection. It's really you seeing the parts of you that you're usually too busy to see. It's usually, yeah. it's just becoming more of what we think will make us better instead of falling in love with where we really are and then progressing into who we really want to be. I tell people all the time, God doesn't bless who you pretend to be. He blesses who you really are. Okay. The sad fact is most of us don't know who we really are because we're so focused on pretending to be somebody else. Are you seeing that's true for you and Natalie, though, being in the house together this much with your kids? Are you I mean, are you having a similar experience of seeing the shadow sides and and having to reconcile with that? As long as you are a person and you are breathing (laughs) at the moment that you are in a place where you're confined, all of the distractions get less distractive. Like even turning on YouTube is doesn't have the allure that it used to have. Or even right. watching Netflix series is kind of like we did that last week. Like if you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so yeah. all all of the vibrance of the distractions become normalized. And then you have mm-hmm. to get to you. You have to talk like, oh I was sharp when I just said that to Nat. Or anything to let her know that I love her today. Or like, you know what I'm saying? And so many of those things that are easy to do and passing by. And I've been in meetings all day and tonight's date night. Well, what happens when every night is date night? (laughs) Like what happens when, oh, it's 830, the kids is asleep and it's me and you again. And I don't have a meeting to run to. It, it quiets all those things down and you have to begin to evaluate you. And so one of the things that I've been doing in this time is I've really been evaluating what are the things that I consistently do that I don't like? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, That's a great question. I think that's the question everybody got to ask themselves. What do I do that I don't like? Can I be hot with you, Annie? And that means humble, yes. open, and transparent. Something that I've continually done on this quarantine that I do not like is I eat good all day and then like, at midnight, I just want some ice cream. Like I, I mean, and I do this thing where I like ice cream and like Dr. Pepper, like bluebell ice oh. cream, and Dr. Pepper. And That's if you good. with it, I throw some Captain Crunch in there, and it oh, is, oh, it's next level. I mean, it's what flavor is the ice cream? It's either bluebell vanilla ice cream or it's cookies and cream. And I appreciate you standing true to that bluebell. That's the oh, right. That's the right move. It has to be bluebell. If it's not bluebell, you're going to hell. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the truth. But this is why I love you. Oh my gosh! But at the end of the day, like I've I've literally said to myself, and I had to be with myself enough days in a row. Like Mike, why are you doing that? What is the purpose mm-hmm. behind it? What is the purpose mm-hmm. that? eating good all day, doing your shakes and eating salads and all that other stuff. And then at midnight, number one, why are you up at midnight? Like, and it's just made back to the thing. Are you spending enough time with God? Are you actually prioritizing what you need to do? And when you spend that time looking at you, 
Either you're going to love it, you're going to hate it, or you're going to change it. Okay, you're going to love it, you're going to hate it, or you're going to change it. Because you could hate it and not do anything about it. Yeah, easy. Yeah. I mean, there's things that we've had be what I call cycles in our life that mm-hmm. then make us just become okay with, oh, this is just how I am. But I really believe that I don't believe in perfection, but I say it to our church, our staff, and anybody I talk to all the time. I do believe wholeheartedly in progression. And I think mm-hmm. in the time of quarantine, no matter if you're in a relationship or you're in married, the real question is, will you have progressed when this is all over? And the sad yes. truth for most people, whether it's relationally or just individually or spiritually or emotionally, the truth is they'll be the same person. And that is one of the saddest truths because we may never get this moment again in our life. Uh, and, and I don't say that in light of all of the devastation that's going on, but nobody wanted this to happen, but we're here. We're forced that's into right. this moment right now. And life is not what happens to you, it's what you do with what happens to you. And I think that so many of us, no matter if you're single or in a relationship, really need to use this as an advantage. My parents never got this opportunity in their in their singleness or their marriage. You know what I'm saying? Until yeah, yeah. and they've been married almost 41 years. Like if they would have had this time, what could have been started? What could have been forgiven? What could have been gained? And I just think that everybody has to take this opportunity and really define how they want their relationships to win. What are your parents saying about their experience now? Like, what is it like to be the generation above us and being quarantined together? I assume they are together. Sorry, that's an assumption. They they are definitely together. They have five boys. It's five Todd boys. Same mom and daddy. I don't know how they survived, but I would not have done what they did. I think the cool thing is that everybody is relearning this moment. This quarantine Mm, has everybody in equal playing field. No matter if you've been married for 40 years or you are been alone for 40 years or you're 22 years old and you just got engaged or you're 36 years old and you're on your second marriage. It has evened the playing field and everybody's having to relearn what normal is. Everybody's having to decide what's important to them. Everybody's having to decide who's important to them because especially when I mean, your time is limited of who you could actually interact with. Now, who am I actually yeah. on Facebook? Who am I going to call? Who am I going to keep texting? You're like, you know what I'm saying? There's right. some people you text that you don't want to see their face, even though you have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? FaceTime. And those are all telling signs. And so I think it's been cool to watch my parents come into another level of technology. They're old school, but now they FaceTime in my kids and they're, they're uh, FaceTiming us and they want to talk and they're doing Zoom meetings. and Yeah. This is one of those cool things that everything is being evened out and you're seeing humanity at a whole nother level. And so I think it has the opportunity to deepen relationships tremendously, or mm-hmm. it has the opportunity for people to basically say, I don't want to grow. It don't take all that. And their relationships will kind of stay where they're at. Here's my thought about you today is okay. what are the chances that the Lord has your book, Relationship Goals, releasing when everyone is stuck in their homes? Annie, I have I have prayed and asked God because at first it freaked me out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of the publicity, we we're going to be on a lot of different shows and all that other stuff. And then Corona hit, everything canceled. And right. I was like, God, maybe this is you doing something that I would have never planned, could have never mm. pulled off. And you really wanting to help your people. And I honestly think that it is the perfect timing for people to work on their relationships. The tagline to the book is helping people win in relationships. And the greatest testimony that we've had, because this series went viral two and a half years ago and almost years ago, and people were like, well, what's different in the book than the series? I had to be so much more intentional about what I shared in the book And it's been three years almost of testimonies and three Mm, years of people um, telling me what resonated with them and what changed their life and what changed their marriage and what changed them being single and being satisfied and all those other things. And now I've been able to refine it to a point where it's like, hey, I don't want to put one more word in there than is needed Mm, for fluff. mm. 
I want this to be an easy read that transforms people's life. And I really think that's what it's going to be. I think if anybody gets this book, no matter what season you're in in your life, it's going to deepen all of your relationships and how you relate to people and with people. Yeah, I mean, the subtitle, and we're going to hit all three of these, How to Win in Dating, Marriage, and Sex. Like, let's go. Let's talk about all of them. Because I think so much of my my married friends who are, you know, there was the jokes at the beginning of the quarantine. So we're just going to go there, by the way. Parents that are listening, we're just going to go there. So, so I don't got much of a filter. So let's go. Yeah, I know. That's why I like, that's why, that's why we immediately knew we were friends last year. We were like, oh, we're those people who yeah. say the truth to each other right away. And so I just want to warn any parents who have my mini BFFs in the car with them that we're going to talk about marriage stuff. But there was a joke at the beginning of the quarantine that in nine months, there's going to be a ton of babies. And as the quarantine has gone on, the quote joke has switched to in nine months, there's going to be a ton of divorces. Mm. Mm. What's the, Mm. what's the thing about sex for married people right now that makes it so important when y'all are trapped in your homes together? Well, the thing that everybody has to realize is that sex, I say, is a great equalizer to all of the issues, the frustrations and the disconnect that a lot of com- a lot of times comes in life circumstances god meant se- for sex to be the most powerful connection in human history and that's why a lot of people don't understand this that when god recognized the marriage was not when we do what western culture does like have a big wedding a wedding dress uh, spend 10,000 dollars on on food for people that don't even like that wasn't when the wedding was recognized. It was when those two people came together and consummated the marriage through Mm -hmm. having sexual intercourse because it was supposed to connect them on three levels. It was supposed to connect them physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And that's why I believe so many times for married couples, it is important to have a practice of, of having um, that connection because when your words can't say it, when you have sex and you're trying to please the other person and be um, there as a comfort, the Lord comes into this act. And I know this freaks some people out right now, but he comes into this act and he connects you physically, emotionally, and spiritually. There have been times when me and my wife have been in an argument and it was like, you know what? We need to make love. And like, yeah. it wasn't like, yeah, fine. We're going to make love. And it wasn't nothing sexy that you see on no TV shows or anything right. like that. It was like, this is more of a spiritual discipline that we both get to enjoy than it is for anything else. And after that, the conversation was easier. After that, it was like, you know what? I, I apologize for how I treated you in that area or in this arena. And a lot of people won't le- allow their pride to come down enough to be able to be that vulnerable with somebody. And so they try to make their spouse earn that. But but if you read the uh. Bible, it's clear that sex is not to be earned for your spouse. It is not something you hold. The Bible even is so clear that it says the only time you should not be having sex is when you have both agreed and it's for fasting purposes. Like mm-hmm. like when we fast, that's the only time that we not have sex together as a married couple. And you got to agree to it. And I believe it's because it's the most powerful connection in the same way that power outside of the context of marriage is super destructive. And I liken it to the idea of water. Let's think about how water for the city of Las Vegas, and they have the Hoover Dam, all of that Mm -hmm. water in the right container produces the greatest light show in the world on the Las Vegas Strip because it's going through the right container. And for my analogy, that container is marriage. When you have sex inside of marriage, man, it can light up your life. It can light up your children's life. It can make you a light in the world. But if you take that same amount of water and you take it out of that container and it spreads into people, you get a situation like we saw in Houston a couple years back where uncontained leaves devastation, ruins people's memories as well as leaves damage that others have to clean up for decades to come. That is so profound the way you're putting that. That makes so much sense. 
And that's why I really try to help people understand like this is so powerful that you need to guard it inside of marriage and you need to protect yourself from it outside of marriage because it can produce so much life or it can produce so much devastation. And I think that in today's society, it's more of a pleasure thing. It's more of a a selfish thing. It's more of a thing that I just need instead of a thing that begins to um, produce life for me or produces mm. devastation for me. Wow. So yeah, what very- would you say? Yeah, you, you've you got me. <laughs> I, I'm so thoughtful toward my married friends and my single friends. Yeah. Because my I want you to, Talk to our married friends, the men and because here, okay, we're just gonna go there, Michael Todd. There that we got to, we got to. I've never been married, so I so this is me genuinely asking you. I have no idea, but when it comes to, I have a we have a friend who's listening that's that's a wife, and we have a friend who's listening that's a husband, and 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 the wife wants to fix their marriage, and so she wants to lead the sexual move today. And the husband yeah. in a different marriage feels the same way, right? So who's supposed to lead this thing? Who's supposed to fix this thing? What is it supposed to look like sexually? Am I asking so, the right question? I've yeah. not been married. And I've gotten all of these questions, Annie. And I go back to God's word on a lot of it. And I really do believe that a married couple are are equal partners. And a lot mm-hmm. of people understand that. They they think that somebody has a different role than the other person. I think that we're supposed to be submitted to each other. I think we're supposed to sacrifice for each other, but I think that God brought us together to, to be better together. And so this is my answer to that question. Whoever's going to be more mature is supposed to start it. Hmm. Because all children are, or all adults are, is older children. And the right. same way that we don't want to do stuff when we're kids, no, it's mine. I want to be selfish. I want to do this. It's really the same thing in marriage. There have been times where my wife was was wrong on something, but I wanted unity more than I wanted to be right. And so I had to make a decision. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and go low and I'm going to start this. Hey, it'd be amazing tonight. And fellas, let me tell you this. If any guy is out here watching, let me tell you that sex starts way before the bedroom. And that's where a lot of men, that we're a little more like, all right, time to do it. Let's, let's go. You ready? But uh-huh. I'm telling you, if you text your wife and tell her, I'm thinking about how beautiful you are right now, brother, you just started the car. You hear me? <laughs> And, and, it, and if on the way, if, if she knows that you're having a meeting or something like that, but you say, hey, check, go look on the mirror real quick and you lift a little note, there's nobody as beautiful as you. Like when I tell you those little moments, because women, women are sexually charged emotionally, men are sexually charged physically. So wife, if you want to, if you want to just go ahead and start that engine, why don't you walk around the room in one of his dress shirts? That's all mm-hmm. for, for a few hours. <laughs> I promise you, he's not going to be able to look at you in that dress shirt for a few hours. But you, do you understand what I'm saying? And that's honestly, it's sacrificing what you desire to speak to the level of love that your spouse responds on. And a yeah. lot of people don't know how to do that, or they won't be humble enough to do that, even if they're not being reciprocated. And somebody has to choose to be more mature and go first. And I just have a lot of female friends. So speak to this for a minute, Michael. I have a lot of female friends who I'm not sure that they are unwilling. I think, I wonder if they're not confident because of their body. Listen to me. My wife, Natalie Diane Todd, has had three children and since Caesarean, okay? And this is one of the things her body has changed tremendously since we got together. The one thing that every woman has to know is that what you have done for your family, if you have had kids or who you are just in who you are is enough. Mm. One of the most attractive things to men is confidence. And one of the things that you have to do is own who you are today, not who you will be 10 years from now, not who you're going to be after you finish your Pilates course, not who you'll be <laughs> after, like, for real. like if you right. own who you are, you own every role, you own every double chin you got, you own every, and I told my wife this, I said, 
you confident to me is more attractive than anything that I could ever imagine because we decided at some point to be in relationship together. And what the enemy tries to do a lot of times is come in and deceive that if you were not the person that they fell in love with five years ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, then somehow you're less than. But I tell people, and this is one of the concepts in the book, that I don't believe that you can love somebody at their max when you first get together. I really do believe that you get deeper in love with people as time goes on. And people say that all the time, but a lot of times people's theology around that is broken. Let me give you an example. You Have you heard this nursery rhyme that says like, uh, Michael and Natalie sitting in a tree? Yeah. I-S-S-I-N-G. Now listen to this theology. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby in the baby carriage. And that has been most people's first introduction to the progression of how a relationship is supposed to work. Love, marriage, babies. Well, it's 2020 and that is not how it happens most of the time. Sometimes there's babies. Sometimes there's marriage first. Sometimes I act like I love you, but we just play in house. And so I think it's the right thing to do because I'm getting pressure from my parents. And what I honestly think it is, I think it's first is a decision. I'm going to love this person. I'm going to sacrifice for this person. I'm going to make moves for this person. I'm going to die to myself for this person. And I think after the sacrifice, then comes love. And honestly, the love comes after there is commitment and sacrifice. And I always say this, how much did you love Jesus before you knew the sacrifice he made for you and you accepted him? Mm-hmm. Most people didn't because right. they didn't understand the sacrifice and they didn't make a commitment. But after you realize the sacrifice, make a commitment, man, the love grows. And so I'm just encouraging everybody out there who's worried about your physical appearance or sexual desires or anything like that. Like, man, own where you are today. Walk in confidence. And and I know that it's easier said than done. Like me and Natalie have been through all kinds of things. And so this is where I would encourage all my my men. Like you can never tell your wife enough how you feel about her, how she looks to you, how much you value her. There is not one day. You can't say, I told her last week. Listen, (laughs) they literally thrive off of the security of knowing that their husband sees them, values them, and is appreciative of who they are. And I'm telling every man out there, your wife needs your words more than she needs your money. Your Mm. wife needs your words more than she needs a a new bag. They would appreciate that too. Don't get it twisted. But your (laughs) wife needs your words. And and I, I, I look at my wife like this, and this is for anybody. When you sow those seeds of encouragement, when you sow those seeds of confidence, you're going to get back what you sow in. Wherever you are faithful to sow, that's where you're going to be fruitful. And a lot of people haven't been faithful. They want to see they want to see what they did today pop up tomorrow. But again, cultivating doesn't work like that. Every farmer goes out and plants tons of seeds and looking for a harvest in a right time. And so, yeah. I really believe that if we if we sow the right things, we're going to get the right things back. Michael, one of the interesting things when I read that part of the book about security between, I mean, that that clicked so true in my heart. And if it was just you and me talking and we didn't have people listening, what I would say to you is one of the things I've done wrong in dating is I've gotten, I've longed for that security too quickly. Yeah. Well, they uh, can't it to because you. it's in me. Like I can feel it in me. Like the thing I want is if the guy can just make me feel safe in this thing, then then we can grow it. And yeah. what is that in me? What is that? Th- am I am I doing this wrong? <laughs> no, 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 you're not doing it wrong. What what you're trying to what you're trying to make sure, Annie, is that you, you've done a lot of soul searching and you know that you're valuable and you want to make sure, like anybody does, they want to make sure that they're secure, especially with a treasure. And it's one of those things is why I always tell my my sisters, give yourself to men who prove to you that they are worthy to take care of something precious. Mm. Because the problem is 
somebody like you, you go out and date and you're ready to give the brother everything. If he could just prove to you one time, he ain't going to hurt you. You're like, here it is. I'm all my treasure. And what happens is many men, they don't, they don't know how to handle. And, and it's sad to say in 2020, that's why I really, I'm, I'm thinking about doing a whole like men's type of situation because there are more yeah. passive that are out here right now. And then there are a lot of men that do not know who they are. They have not been allowed to get emotional enough to find out where they're hurting, where they're broken, what they need so that they can become what they need to become for all these amazing women that are on the Annie F. Downs podcast right now. <laughs> right, right. are tripping. And so, but one of those things is that we got to make sure that you give yourself away in a way that does not leave you vulnerable before a man can protect you. And Mm. I I tell people this all the time. That's why your security has to be in God. That's why, that's why you cannot look for any human. I talk about this in the book often to give you what only God can give. Security comes from God. And that's why if you look at the words, insecurity comes from not being secure. And a lot of women and men have insecurities because they're waiting for a person to secure them. That's why it never works out because the places in your life and in your marriage and or in your singleness that you don't like, you got to go to God with that first so that so that when he comes or when she comes, you can go from security to security, not insecurity Ah. to security. That's right. That's it. Going from security to security. Yeah. Yeah. We want to go from secure situation in God to secure situation in a, in a, in a man that is in God. Do you understand what yeah. I'm like, So then you know if it's right. Cause, and you know that, Hey, even if this is not working out right now, I know he's secure in God. So God will speak to him. Like there has to go from security, security. And a lot of people are trying to go from insecurity, security, and that's why it never works out. And people are disappointed when it doesn't work out. I put all my trust in you. I didn't go to medical school because of you. I I told my parents, I alienated my parents for you. And I thought you were going to make me secure. And the problem is if you're not secure before that, Oh man, man is going to disappoint you over and over and over again. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation with Pastor Michael to tell you about our friends over at Ritual. While you are cooped up at home practicing social distancing, start a new daily ritual to help support your health. While we continue to do our best to eat clean during this uncertain time, there are just some nutrients that are hard to get enough of from food alone. Ritual Essential for Women is a clean daily multivitamin designed to help you fill nutrient gaps in your diet. Ritual multivitamins are vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and non-GMO. They also have a delayed-release capsule design to be gentle on your stomach, so you can take them on an empty stomach, and y'all know, y'all know, I just love that they taste like peppermint. Y'all know this. You've heard me talk about it before. It's one of my favorite things about these vitamins is they do not stink. The best part is that Ritual is a monthly subscription that is delivered straight to your door, so you won't have to fight your way through the store to stock up. And by the time you finish one bottle, the next one will be in your mailbox. Let Ritual be one small constant among countless changes to daily life. And daily changes can lead to a big result, so let's start small today. Ritual is offering my friends 10% off your first three months. Try it out, satisfaction guaranteed. Go to ritual.com slash that sounds fun to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to the show. So what's the comparison? What's the equal? My friend Eddie says equal, she equal. What's the, what's the equal of if women are longing for security, what are men longing for? Oh, (laughs) okay. So there's a couple of things. How much time do we have? Brother, you know how much time you got as much as you want. We can sit around and talk forever. Okay. So one of the things that men have to do is they have to get validated before they get the woman. Because a lot of times the man's ego is something that he wants validation. He wants to know like, yes, I'm I'm doing something that's impacting somebody else's life in a positive way and I'm praised for it, okay? And 
that is one of the things that will drive a man to become more obsessed of what he can provide than, than being a provider. And let me, let me talk about this just for a second. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that so many men are trying to prove that they're worth it, that they're enough. Many times because they didn't get that validation from their father. Many times in today's society, they didn't grow up with the father. They didn't get it from a coach. They didn't get it from something. Or at the moment they got it, they had never had it before. So they're almost searching after this high of validation for the rest of their life. So when they get a partner or somebody they're in a relationship with or they're dating, they're looking for that person to validate them more than being somebody to provide validation. And this is one thing as I counsel couples and I do all that other stuff, it's almost like, it's like a lot of guys have this, like, I'm trying to prove that I'm man enough type of mentality in, and not like in a macho way. Cause a lot of guys aren't like macho, but they're trying to prove like, Hey, I'm a good provider. Hey, I'm a good person. Hey, I can, I can connect with you on these levels. And they feel this need to be everything. And all things. And I really do believe, again, Adam, he was in the garden tending to um, naming all of the animals. And, yeah. and, um, and he had a position. He was validated before Eve ever came into the picture. And I think that there are many men that are listening and many men that need to listen that, that really have to find their validation in the in the spot that God's placed them and maybe not how much they're bringing in today, maybe not in who their friend group is, maybe not in how much they've accomplished, but that they're being intentionally faithful in the place that they're in. They're doing what they need to do in this moment. And that's enough. And when you are validated, when I say when you're validated by God, it's easier to validate somebody else. It's easier to encourage mm-hmm. somebody and it's easier to become. And I think that's the equivalent um, for a lot of men that I see that I don't see a lot of people talking about, Annie. Like- I don't either, man. And I'm loving this. This is what, because as a single woman who's dating, I'm like, well, this is good for me to know what I, like a way I can speak life into oh. single men that are around me too. This is the thing, like as much as men are cultivators, m- women have the greatest power in history. Because men will rise to the level that you praise them. My Mm. wife, if she's like, baby, do you, I hate washing dishes. That's the first thing. Let me, let's be (laughs) washing dishes. And, but when I do wash dishes and my wife goes on, she's like, baby, you are amazing at washing dishes. You did that. There is no matter of fact, and you clean the counters and all the, there is something that comes alive on the inside of me. That's like, if you thought that was something, wait till I clean the stove. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and this is true for all men. And let me say this to all the mothers out there, you're talking to young men. So do not discourage your son right now because he's messing up. He will raise to the level that you praise him. And I, I continue to tell people that all the time, that, that if, you, if you speak what you want your husband to be and you continue to praise just a little glimmers, not beat him over the head every time he doesn't do it, but you praise what you want, that celebration will g- begin to repeat in his life. And he, there's, oh, wow. a, there's something there that he will begin to say, you know what? That's, that's what I was trying to get by closing all those deals, but I could actually be with my wife and be excited and be happy and get that validation being here, man, I was trying to go out and give my girlfriend in the world, but when she just praised how I'm always on time and I'm always thinking about her or whatever that thing is, man. And they start, I've seen it, Annie, I've seen it time and time. I do it in my own life. My wife knows at the moment. She can take our relationship to a whole nother level by praising me for the things that she wants to see done at a greater level. And I don't know, like for me, relationship has happened completely different. I've, I, my parents are amazing, but we never talked about relationships and how to do them. And Annie, I just think so many people are literally aiming in the dark when it comes to relationships. And that's why- relationship goals. That's my whole thing because you can not have a goal and not have aim. 
And I just really feel like a lot of people don't have a goal and they don't have aims. So what happens is a lot of people end up getting hurt because they're shooting at things that they don't even know if it's the right thing to be shooting at. And I'm just trying to help people right. clarity to that so they can win in relationships. That's why I like that. Uh, the other thing that I have sitting beside me is the study guide that goes with it. Yeah. I'm like, man, let's look through these things and, and like actually study it, all the scripture, all the conversation. I mean, it is, you're Maybe. right. Because the, I mean, I'm in my thirties and I've been dating a long time, Michael Todd. Yes. And it has been a lot of different experiences, but the thing you're saying that sticks out to me is, is the actual answer, whether you're married, married or single today is get secure in God and yourself and all the other security works out around you. Oh my goodness. When I tell you, number one, you're going to stop wasting as much time because you're going right. you're not going to go to a person for something they can never give you. And so what we right. end up doing is wasting a lot of time because we're trying to see if they can feel that God hole. But there's a God hole on the inside of all of us that only God can feel. And you can get married. You can have money. You can have the house. You can have the kids. And I've counseled tons of people that get everything they ever wanted. And the hole that only God can feel is still empty. And yeah. that's where people have to realize you might as well do it right now as soon as possible ASAP so that everything else can be a cherry on top. Like, and, and I really do believe that that's the, the Bible says it like this. You only can love um, your neighbor to the measure and the degree that you love yourself. Oh, talk about that. Well, yes. We in trouble. <laughs> trouble, trouble. I know. Because the truth is we can act like we really love other people, but the Bible tells us the only measurement of that is how much do you actually love yourself? Mm, and, yes. and as I've in my journey is that most people's love for others is a facade for how much they actually dislike themselves. And oh, wow. until you get silent and still enough to really allow God to work on your heart and ask yourself the hard questions. That's why I tell everybody that I've been doing some of these podcasts and stuff. And they're like, well, why should somebody get the, the uh, study guide? I said, if you actually answer every one of those questions in the study guide, you will come out a transformed person. Cause it, makes you intentionally face you like, and that's the thing. That's the allure. That's the trick. Like to this whole thing, relationship goals is about all your other relationships, but the first relationship that you have to have and have to be solid about is your relationship with God and your relationship with you. And that's the part that most people run away from for 30, 40, 50 years. But as soon as you get it, and that's all I'm trying to do is be a coach and a guide and help people be okay with like asking yourself, oh, do I really do this? And how has that affected me? And how has that shaped all my relationships? And I think that helps people win in relationships. I mean, that's been one of the funniest things about this quarantine for me, Michael, is I keep, I just said to someone yesterday, I've become such a good friend to myself. Like, uh, like I'm asking myself very compassionate questions. I'm being on. very kind. No, like I have... Up my per- my friendship with myself in the last 30 days. Come on, you getting ready for your Boaz to come on up in here. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> That's what's happening, huh? I didn't know I just needed to get locked in my house like Rapunzel. Yep. But yep. now I know. <laughs> and there's another thing that um, I'm super excited about that I get to go into detail with in the book that I didn't get to do in um, the series. is called Intentional Dating. And I, I really... You know, the rules on dating, especially if you're a Christian or anything like that, it goes from don't talk to, don't hug, kiss or anything until you get married all the way to, uh-huh. you know, at the first moment that y'all are supposed to get, be together and we don't date and we just get married. Like, it's like this. Yeah. More- Is that the same across cultures? Is that the same for Hispanic culture and for black culture and for white culture? It's everything. Like, and yeah. so- I've seen is so many people have been confused by the mixed messages that they just check out and do whatever feels right. The yeah. one thing about feelings, though, is feelings are usually deceptive and they always yeah. usually lead to failure. If, if you go just off your feelings, it's usually going to fail in some area. And so that's why I really help people with this process that and it honestly came out of me and my wife getting thrown into being pastors. We've only been pastors for about five years. And yes, will you tell that story? Because that is one of my very favorite stories I've heard you tell. Oh, it's crazy. Like, 
basically I was the, the two minute version of this, that I was the sound man at a church running my own production company. And I went from being the sound man to over the praise and worship team, from the praise and worship team to the youth pastor, youth pastor to the executive pastor and the executive pastor to the lead pastor in two years. And it was the craziest whirlwind in history. I was taking over a church planted in the hood of Tulsa from a a 62-year-old white man. Like, this is a movie. Like, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's crazy. I love it. I'm called black and loud. Okay. So like I mean, there was generational stuff. There was racial stuff. There was all this other stuff. And um, my yes to, to saying, you know, I'm going to give up my plan and my preference to what God wants to do in my life has created this entirely different movement. That's really in some ways, humbly touching the world. And I'm just grateful to be oh, a is. part of it. Yeah. And um, and and so that's where this whole concept came from, because imagine this, Eddie, I'm a 27 year old pastor. OK, but when I step into pastoring, I'm pastoring people who've been married as long as I've been alive. OK, right. I'm pastoring people who don't even have any type of relational influences and they're trying to figure out how to just date. And they're in high school. So I'm from youth pastor to like senior citizen pastor. And I'm I'm having to counsel and all that other stuff. And what I found is that as I did this exposed me. Um, We have a lady on our staff, Pastor Barbara. She is 70 years old. She is divorced. And she has the best personality and body in history. And like when I tell you this 70 years old and you you could put her up against a 40-year-old woman, and you would not know the difference. But we had a conversation one day, and she wanted to date. And I'm sitting there looking at her at almost 70 years old, and she's asking me the same questions as a Mm 17-year-old. Let me know that no matter what stage and age of relationship you're in, the process is still the same. And I said, what came up with a process of intentional dating that had elements of accountability, had on-ramps and off-ramps? Because right now in today's society, if you post one picture on Facebook with somebody and you're Facebook official, y'all might as well be married. You know what I'm saying? I mean, to be sure. It's like this unnecessary pressure. You know what I'm saying? And I said, we need to create a process. And man, Annie... Me and my wife started walking couples through this thing of intentional dating. We're giving 90 days where we do certain yes. things and and having accountability where we can just be like, hey, this wasn't really working out. So it's all good. And we knew at the beginning, like we were going to do this check in and we were going to make this decision. Hey, no matter how old I am, we're not going to date horizontally. We're going to date vertically. Yeah. Because at the moment- <laughs> we start dating horizontally, I'm going to stop being concerned about getting to know you. And I'm going to try to get my needs or my fleshly desires. So we just did this whole process. And when I tell you it's worked from 17 to 70, has been the most amazing thing with less damage. You know what I'm saying? Like people being able to walk away is like, yeah, we tried to date, but it just wasn't the right thing. We decided that it didn't fit. And they're still able to be cool instead of like, yeah. if I see that person in the street, I'm going to kill him. Like, like it doesn't yeah. have to be that, but there has to be some type of aim and some intentional goals. And so I'm really excited for helping people in that specific area in this book. Man, I loved that 90 days. When I read about that, I thought that is the questions you ask, the the different roles that you put people in. I just thought as a single person dating, that is my probably my favorite part of that book was, oh, look, here's like a, this this is a no pressure, low pressure way to get to know someone and invite some accountability into it. Yep. And then it yeah. continues after like, um, I've had siblings do it. I've had all kinds of people that have done it. And uh, you know, you would think it would be crazy or scary or like, but I'm telling you, it, it gives everybody a plan and a playbook and they're able to run the play. And when they run the play, it's easier to see, Hey, that play did that, that person didn't work out or man, I want to take this deeper. And there's accountability there and there's love there. And there's a place where I can become. And, um, I really think this may change how people do relationships. 
Yes. Okay. So what I'd love for us to save for YouTube, we're going to hop over on YouTube for about five minutes. I would love for us to talk about when it doesn't work out. Because I do think learning how to break up like a Christian is really important too. So can you, I I want everybody to see your face when we're talking about breaking up as Christians. I cannot wait. Okay, good. Okay, Michael. So for all of our friends who are married, give me, give me one tip of what they can do today to make their marriage better. Like they've, they hit stop on this podcast. They go watch the YouTube video and then they want to make their marriage better. What's the next thing? I think the, I think there's several things they can do. I'm going to give two right now. Okay. Okay. The first thing that a married couple can do right now is intentionally set time every week where it's just them. And if you surprised how many people do not prioritize the greatest relationship interpersonally that they have. The kids are the most important. Their business is the most important. Today's, um, tonight, when I get done with all of these podcasts and YouTubes and everything, me and my wife, tonight is date night. And what does date night mean for us? Date night means there will be three and a half hours where our phones, our kids, our everything else does not matter as much as the person that is with me. Sometimes mm. in nights, we have just sat in the car and dreamed together. Other oh, wow. on date nights, we have driven in neighborhoods and dreamed about having a house and what it would look like. Other times we've sat down and watched a Netflix documentary, but it was our time. My daughter, my six-year-old daughter, Isabella, she comes up to me at least once a month and she says, it's tonight date night. And she, cause she's got it planned. And I said, yeah. yes, baby. He always says, why do you always have to go on date night? I said, because (laughs) me and mommy's love for each other, that's how we're going to be able to love you. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that people don't, no matter, we pay for babysitters, we pay for everything. It's that. What do you do right now during quarantine? Like tonight, what's the solution? Just We're going to get in our car and drive around together safely. (laughs) Like that's what we're going to and, and what I'm saying is like, it's one of those things that me and her have been able to talk more about our present, future, and our past because we made time to do it. Yeah. It's very hard to have a serious conversation about something that hurt you, that made you frustrated, that you don't understand when it's in a passing by type of situation. You know sure. what I mean? And so the first thing I would say is right now in quarantine, even though, because you can be so like nonchalant about it. Like, well, we're, we're together all the time, but it's not intentional. Like that is right, not intentional right. time. So if it's on your back porch or in your room, we lock the door, like set aside two hours and you could do that today. And it would change yeah. everything in your relationship. The other thing that I would say, when you do that, look up questions. One of the things me and my wife did is made a decision that we are not going to act like we know how to do relationships. So we're going to invite things in to help us. So literally go to Google and type in great dating questions. Like you can sit there for hours and just ask each other questions back and forth and literally discover for the first time or rediscover why you fall fallen in love with your spouse. And that's something that doesn't cost any money. All it costs is time and intentionality. I literally, in this quarantine, Annie, me and Natalie have fallen more in love with each other because we've just made time to be intentional. And that that equates to other things that will bless you on the back end. Amen. And for uh, for (laughs) it creates a deepening. I've been more emotional with my wife, which Mm. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. So if anybody knows about an Enneagram, you, y'all know anything about Enneagram? Annie? Oh, we talk, we, there's a time or two that we've talked about it. Yes, sir. <laughs> What's Natalie? Hey, Natalie's a two. She's a helper. Okay. An eight and a two. Y'all are so sweet. Oh Good job. It can, it can be sweet, but it can be crazy <laughs> too. Because I'm always, you know, trying to move to the next thing. I'm challenging everything. I'm trying to move that thing forward. And Natalie's always thinking about everybody else's needs. And what ends up happening is as we take this time, man, I've been a lot more emotional. I done shared stuff with her. I may have shed a tear. You know what I'm saying? It's a hard thing. And, And she has gotten to the place where she's telling me what she wants and what she needs, which anybody knows for two, that is a difficult thing to do, but it's a safe place to be able to do that. Any, what, what's your Enneagram? Oh, I'm a seven with an eight wing though. I could, so, I could, but I, I guess could, you're all day. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but my eight wing is real strong. So I'm like, no joke about my eight wing, but I'm a seven in the heart. Yeah. So I'm an eight wing seven. So like, yes. I'll, I'm very like direct and all those other things. But then, like, if you ready to go, let's go to the bar tomorrow. Let's do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. Oh, I love it. Okay, buddy, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we cover today before we switch over to YouTube? I want to make sure that all my single friends out there, I want to make sure that you know that you're valuable. And your value does not increase when you get somebody. Your value is set in place right now. So the value you add to your relationships with yourself is going to pay dividends when you find a relationship with somebody else. And I have counseled more people that wasted their single season on trying to be in a relationship that they did not become who they wanted to be in singleness for the relationship. I know I just said a mouthful, but like this will never, ever get this time again. Man, if I had somebody to write relationship goals for me, or if I had somebody to have given me some plays, I would have been so much better in in marriage mm-hmm. for myself and my wife for things we had to work through and crash through and heal from, but I just didn't know. And so I just wanted to say that, I don't know, I feel like somebody watching is pulling on me like, well, what about yeah. me? What about me? What about me? And I just want to let you know you're you're valuable now. Like when you have a Mr. or Mrs. behind in front of your name does not make you more valuable. God sees your value right now. The the question is, do you realize it and will you cultivate it? And um yeah. Annie, I love doing this, man. I just really help I, I really love um helping people win in relationships. And I, I think we should do this like once a month or something. Like this, this Hey, seems- listen, I, here's what. Let's make this deal. How about you come back at the I'm gonna implement what you're teaching me. And how about you come back at the end of 2020 and you ask me if my relationships are better or if I'm in the right one? Let's go. And I'll take it one step further. I'll Skype interview whoever you're dating. I'll grill. Okay. Hey, listen, I'll put them through the ringer. I'll find out. I'll give you some thumbs ups and some thumbs downs. Okay. We're doing it. So by the end of 2020, so I want all my friends to grab this book with me. We're all just going to go for it and see what happens this year. I'm telling you, it's going to help you win in relationships. And if nothing else, you're going to be more in touch with yourself and with what God has planned for your life. And that's going to attract all kinds of things into your life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked. Um, Hey, okay. Here's the last question we always ask, Michael, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what y'all do for fun. What we do for fun at the Todd House is twerk contest. I know this doesn't Get out of here. I am not even playing. Me, that makes me so my, happy. My daughters, we will put on something with a little bit of bass on it, and uh, we will have twerk contest. And oh, I love it. I am ashamed to say it, but I am, I am the champion. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if people aren't following you yet on Instagram, they need to. But also, they need to follow Natalie because a few weeks ago, when she put that video of your child walking in every time you use the bathroom. I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, I was laughing so hard. She's amazing. It's the truth. And it's what I I think one of the things, you know, I'm, I'm a, a, a fun guy that happens to be a pastor. And a lot of people, yeah. when they become a pastor, they're a pastor that used to be a fun guy. And I just decided like, I'm going to live authentically. I'm going to live humble, open and transparent. And I want to represent God. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want super deep revelations that help people and point them to the eternal truth. But man, I'm going to enjoy life. And so we're just excited to take people on that journey. And I'm excited to have friends like you, Annie, that I get to do it with and don't judge me and throw stones at me. That's right. No way. I love you, pal. I'm grateful for you. Okay. Relationship goals. Go get it, y'all. Let's do it. Friends, don't you love him? I know. I know. And listen, we did it. We went over to YouTube. We hopped on there. Remember, it's youtube.com slash Annie F. Downs, T-S-F. That sounds fun. We'll link it in the show notes as well. But Pastor Michael and I hopped over to YouTube and we talked about how do you break up? It's not fun, but man, is he smart. Man, is he smart. So make sure you go check out that video, How Christians Should Be Breaking Up. It's very, very interesting take. 
And make sure you grab a copy of Relationship Goals. I'm telling y'all, I love this book. I think it is very, very good. And I think you will too. So make sure you grab a copy today and give Pastor Michael a follow all over the internet, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. It's Michael Todd. You are just going to love him if you aren't already friends with him. Tell him thanks for being on the show, how much today's conversation meant to you and what you're going to do different in relationship moving forward if you have a little takeaway. And just a reminder, the AFD store is pumping. And until May 17th, every book you buy will be autographed and a portion of our proceeds will go to Christian Appalachian Project to help in a real time of need right now for families that need food. So head to shopanniefdowns.com and get you a Wowie Zowie t-shirt. Get my little mini BFF that lives in the house with you, a little t-shirt, maybe a couple of books you want signed to give as gifts right now. A koozie, of course, because I'm using one right this minute and every day. So we got it all up there for you. Shop AnnieFDowns.com. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, my house, all the places you can need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. And we'll see you back here on Thursday. Last week, we had a week of all female guests. And this week, it's a week of all dudes. Pastor Michael today and our dude, Corey Asbury on Thursday. Y'all aren't ready. I love that dude so much. Thursday, Corey Asbury. We'll see you back here. Y'all have a great week.